So, once again, uh, I'm in the car. Sorry about that. I had intended to find time to sit and record a podcast at my desk or maybe in the, in the workshop or, may, well, maybe anywhere. Uh, but it's been unbelievably busy. An awful lot going on for a moment. And as Sarah likes to remind me, that, well, that is a very, very good thing. I'm Paul, and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. So forgive me if I'm sounding a little fatigued. Uh, I am driving away from a beautiful wedding. It is, what time is it? It's 10 o'clock at night. It's been hot. I mean, hot by UK standards, all right? Not hot by, I don't know, California or Australian. You can't generalise Australia. It's vast, but you get my drift. But it has been a very hot wedding. Uh, But a really beautiful one. Uh, and I've only just uh, started to uh, get home uh, because there were fireworks. The, f- the wedding ended with fireworks, which invariably means that there is going to be a bit of a gap between the normal photography, the bit that actually we all do, uh, and then being able to photograph fireworks, mostly because, guess what, we're waiting for it to get dark. Uh, and at the point at which it was just the right amount of dark. so. For me, I like fireworks to be photographed when there's a little bit of light in the sky. And tonight, well, tonight, we did uh, exactly that. But more on that in a moment. Uh, what have we been up to over the past couple of weeks? Well, uh, there is has been lots going on, lots of shoots, lots of portrait shoots, which is always, obviously, as a portrait photographer, my favourite thing to be doing. But all sorts of portrait shoots from photographing artists, to authors, to families, to dogs, uh, with the hearing dogs, of course. So it's always full of variety, but one gig this particular, uh, I say week, I, I find it really hard on doing a podcast because, of course, sometimes they're a week apart, sometimes they're a month apart, sometimes my updates includes, well, all sorts of things, and sometimes I'm scrabbling around for some news. This truly has been a very busy fortnight. And about a week ago, myself and Jake, our son, went and photographed the Champions of Magic. Now, if you haven't seen these guys, it's five magicians. Uh, young and Strange um, is one... Uh, <laughs> young and, Yeah, they are Young and Strange, but they're, that's the act, Young and Strange. Um Brilliant, brilliant magicians. Uh, A guy called Fernando, a guy called Alex, uh, and a lady called Holly. And those five people are the champions of magic. Google them. You'll find them, and they're absolutely awesome. And on Monday night, Monday night, it was the final gig, the final date of their UK tour. They've been touring the world, but it's their final gig of the UK tour. And... It's been it's been in the diary for ages, and we've been trying to do some other stuff with them, but our diaries haven't quite coincided. But this one, we managed to get to work. And so, myself and Jake went up to Birmingham, up to the Alexandra uh, Theatre, which is just a stunningly beautiful, old-school, 
renovated but old school theatre. Absolutely gorgeous place to photograph. Difficult because it's you've got the stalls and then you've got the two circles above it, which means you haven't really got an easy view of the stage from any particular position um, without getting in the audience way. And this is all live. There's there are <laughs> the audience have paid money to be there, so we can't get in their way. Uh, but man, was it fun to photograph. And of course, it was lovely to be working with Jake as well. Uh, he did an excellent job. As someone who doesn't really uh, do that much, he's not worked for me particularly as a photographer, though he's very technical and he knows his way around the camera. But it was just a pleasure both to spend the evening with him and take some pictures. So that was a really different gig. And it's so nice when you get things like that. It's so exciting. And our diary actually is full of those kinds of things at the moment, just things that are, well, a little bit different. Incidentally, if you can hear rattling in the background, it's because I've got the ladders with me for the wedding, just in case I needed them. And uh, <laughs> they're rattling around. Anyway, that was the Champions of Magic, and there's a ton of stuff like that going on. Uh, yesterday, yesterday, uh, now Sarah and I have uh, an announcement on the way. Uh, we thought it might go public today, but it hasn't. So we're just waiting for confirmation of that. But for the news, for the update, um, I had to create a new profile picture for Sarah because the pictures, are, <laughs> well, the pictures both of us use, well, they may be a little bit out of date, which is a little embarrassing as a photographer when your pictures are a little bit out of date. Um, I have updated mine because I had to, uh, because of the Nikon Z9. Uh, and some of the blogs I was posting wanted pictures of me holding the Z9. And given I only had it in Chris at Christmas, had it only arrived in December, by definition, that meant that uh, I had no choice. I had no choice but to create a new profile picture or two. Um, but Sarah, well, Sarah didn't really want to be photographed, if I'm honest. I know that's slightly embarrassing to admit uh, as a photographer. Uh, that your wife doesn't particularly uh, want to be photographed or like being photographed, but hey, you know, that's the rub. So she turned up in the studio, <laughs> arms folded, glaring at me, but knowing full well that she was going to have to be photographed. Now, I take a great deal of pleasure in photographing Sarah because she's beautiful. She is the most beautiful uh, person in the world, the person I love the most in the world. And so actually photographing Sarah for me is a privilege it's a pleasure uh, it turns out or it, it appears that that uh, Sarah doesn't share my excitement uh, this particular task in hand but uh, the pictures have come out beautifully as of course they would do because Sarah's just lovely uh, anyway we got through it Sarah didn't tear my head off and at the end of it we do have some really beautiful uh, pictures of uh, Sarah, that uh, when we eventually announce the little bit of news that we have, will make complete sense. Uh, and we will uh, obviously tell you all about it. I thought I'd be telling you about it in the podcast, but because the news hasn't gone out yet, I can't. Uh, nonetheless, uh, where are we? Of oh, workshops. Well, the workshops are, well, I think they're nearly full now. Uh, we only announced them a couple of weeks ago, uh, slightly embarrassingly. We've honestly, all it is is when you get really busy, you become a victim of your own success. I talked about this in podcasts. Is that when you start out and there's big gaps between all of the bits of work, you have tons of time to do your website, to do your marketing, to get on planning stuff and inventing stuff and trying things out. 
And if that works, you get busy, and then it gets a lot harder to, to do more of the same. I think musicians have a similar challenge uh, when they are um, recording subsequent albums. The first album they record, the debut, uh, or, or, you know, whatever you call it, when they sent the album out to all the record labels, well, they've had years to create that. You can have every experience up until that point. You've got breakups, you've got falling in love, you can have having children, you can have money problems, gambling problems, what you name it. You can have the entire breadth of your life on that first album. A year later, they want a second album. Well, you haven't done very much up until the second album because you were so busy promoting the first album. And I do feel for, magi- for musicians, I think that's really tough. Uh, they, it's known as the tricky second album. It's, it's that well known. Now, I'm not saying it's quite like that, but you do become a victim of your own success. Uh, If everything you're putting in place makes you busy, that's great. But then if you want to try something new, you've somehow got to weave that in amongst all the other things you're doing, uh, which makes it just that little bit more challenging. Anyway, we announced the workshops a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, um, and they are, broadly speaking, uh, I think we've got a couple of spaces left on one, a space left on another, uh, which is great. Uh, so we do actually still have, I'm running a workshop. Uh, it's a week on Monday on studio lighting, uh, which is, let me just check this roundabout so I make sure I'm going in the right direction. There we are. I am going in the right direction. Uh, you'd think after all these years driving these roads, I'd know my way around, but uh, not so much. Um so the one a week on Monday, I'm really excited about it. Uh, even there is even someone and one of our podcast listeners from America is flying over for the day for the course. I don't think they're flying over for the day. I think uh, to be honest, they're coming over for a few days. They're going to enjoy Oxford and the countryside and um, the experience of being in the UK. But nonetheless, they're coming across. Uh, and attending uh, the photography workshop, the studio lighting photography workshop, which is a real... I'm really excited about it. Uh, I spent the day yesterday with uh, a couple of our clients just testing ideas about how we're going to show and how we're going to unlock um, my... or certainly my passion and my enthusiasm for studio lighting and how to get that magical something that you can get out of a portrait created in the studio. Because it is quite subtle, but actually most of it, I spent the whole day with a a couple of our, uh, well, say models, they're not models, they're a couple of our clients, um, Katie and Lizzie, who were incredibly patient with me all day as I worked out how we are going to teach and talk about studio lighting in a week's time because although I do this stuff all day, every day, teaching it's not quite the same thing. And what I want out of all of our workshops is for people to get, or for photographers rather, to get that sense of enthusiasm and energy. And I guess this is an awful word and I'm so sorry to use it, but empowerment. I I hate the word because it gets tangled up with all sorts of other things, but is that maybe I, can, I wish I could find a better word. Had I spent more time writing notes about this podcast rather than doing a wedding and then driving home, I'd have maybe thought of a better word. But the idea that you can walk into a studio with your subject and just create magic. 
It's not about, oh, well, you set this light to one stop higher than this light, or you need three lights for this kind of photography. I really, I've never liked that approach. What I've loved is having freedom. Maybe freedom's a better word. The freedom to create. And the problem with the studio is that your inspiration is entirely in your head. Whereas I think when you're out on location, there can be plenty of inspiration from the location. And I've talked about that as well and how to use being in a location, being out and about as your inspiration source. You see a location, you get inspired by the textures and the shapes and the colors and I don't know, the smell. You get inspired by the smell. If You know, when it's spring and the, there's that smell in the air, that's inspiring. When it's autumn and it's cooling down and you get that the golden colors of the leaves and you, again, you get that slightly, there's a change in the chemistry of the flora and fauna and you can smell it. That's inspiring. That too can lead you to some incredible photography. So how do you, in a studio, when you're literally in a box where you've got walls and you have lights and you might have some reflectors and one or two studios have props or seating or whatever, how do you find the freedom in your head to just create? So I spent the whole day with Katie and Lizzie Really, that's all I was doing is trying to figure out some ideas about what are what we can show, what techniques we can show, and how we can explain how to do that with with freedom, with confidence, so that no matter who walks into your studio, no matter what they're wearing, no matter what the brief is, whether it's I don't know corporate headshots. I love corporate headshots, man. I love them. Why do I love them? Well, it's just portraits, and usually portraits are really clever people. So it's great. I get asked to work with academics and scientists and medics and big corporate because actually I'm just taking portraits and really, really enjoying doing it. But also families or children or, I don't know, um, old, uh, slightly older people. I did this incredible shoot this week where... The husband and wife, he bought her a photo session with us for her 70th birthday. And it was lovely. It was absolutely lovely. She was glamorous and funny and she had stories. Well, they both did. And it was a complete pleasure. And we spent a lot of time in the studio. Sorry, just joining the motorway, which is what the noises are as I switch across the lane markings. Um... So what we spent the day doing was developing ideas about not put your light here and it will do this, put your light here and this will do this, but more along the lines of look at the face, look at the clothing, look at the body shape, and let's figure out some ideas that we could try. And that's a really interesting and very important term, ideas that we can try just because my client is paying me my fees doesn't mean that every time someone walks in I know exactly what I'm going to do. I, I, there's a place for that and there are plenty of photographers who know precisely what they're going to do. And there are days, if I'm being honest with myself and with you, where I wish that was me. I really wish that was me. 
because then I'd know exactly, all right, come on in, we're going to do lighting pattern 1, 3, 5, 7, and 28, um, and then we're done. Brilliant. The trouble is that every face, every body shape, every bit of clothing, every, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm in a dark mood. Maybe they're in a dark mood. Maybe I want to do something that's really sunny and light and airy. Maybe they've come in with a beautiful, like, Scandinavian or, you know, that, that sort of Nordic skin complexion and typically, I think, fairer hair, typically. Or maybe, uh, you know, Asian look or Indian or, I don't know, you know, it, it, it doesn't, or the African continent, you know, different skin types and tones. And some people come in and they laugh. Some people come in and they're nervous. And I love that. And what I need is the freedom in my head to retrieve ideas and run them. But it doesn't necessarily mean I get it right every time I press the button. So I'm really, really excited about all of the workshops. Um, of course, I'm more excited about the one that's coming up in a week's time um, because that's the one we've properly been working on. I think when, I'm, when I last look, I think there is still a space available if anyone fancies it. Uh, the price is £295 for the day. Uh, but if you are a BIPP member, sorry, I'm on a bumpy bit of road. And I remember I listened to the recording the other day where every bump I hit, my voice wobbled. And it's only because the whole car is wobbling. But it does make it sound a little bit like uh, I've got vibrato in my voice, which I haven't. It's just the car. Uh, £295, if you're a member of the MPA, qualified member of the MPA, BIPP, SWPP, or, of course, the Mastering Portrait Photography Association and Graphy Studio. So if you are a Graphy Studio uh, accredited you know, trade member, then drop us an email and you get a 25% discount. That's a good old discount. Uh, you know, on the one hand, of course, I'm a business, right? So we are uh, selling spaces on the workshops, uh, but also we are trying to look after those around us who are part of our regular community. So if you are a Mastering Portrait Photography member, uh, of course, a Graphy Studio member, and the societies, the various societies, then do email us and we will give you the 25% discount code. Uh, it'll run all day. I think I'm saying to people, turn up around somewhere between 9 and 9.30. We start to get down to it at 9.30. We will finish uh, sort of late afternoon, 4.30, 5-ish. And for those that wish to, if anyone's around, then we will go and uh, maybe grab a bite to eat somewhere and carry on chatting about what's gone on during the day so that you get a proper day out of it. I hate it when we don't get a chance to do a proper mop-up. Right, it's 4.30, out you go. Um, it's never been my style. So if you fancy that, 295 quid, discounts available. Monday, 25th of April is that one. Um, there is in uh, in... May, I can't remember the date. I should have looked that up. Anyway, twenty, I think it might be the twenty seventh of May, another Monday. They're all Mondays because that's when the studios are quiet, uh, typically. So Monday uh, is mastering uh, available light, and we did some tests for that yesterday as well. And that's really exciting. Any light you like, let's create a good picture, not just a picture, a great picture. Uh, that I'm really, really looking forward to. So I think uh, there's a space on that one as well. We only have six spaces available on each course. That's a deliberate tactic on my part. That's not random. Uh, that's so that we get plenty of time to be specific 
to what people need. Anyway, I cannot tell you how much you're looking forward to that. Uh, so uh, if you are curious, go and have a look at it. You'll find the details on Paul Wilkinson Photography uk under coaching um, but if you just google or, or bing or just search for paul wilkinson photography workshops then you'll find it uh where was i where was i okay the wedding today let's do a quick mop-up of today's job uh mostly not because necessarily you hearing me talk about what i've just been doing all day is particularly interesting but there are Really, it's aspects of how the Z9 is holding up that maybe people find a bit interesting. Uh, for the first time today, uh, I actually ran out of battery and I had to use a spare battery. I, I didn't actually run out. Of course, I had spares with me. Um, uh, so that was a bit of a surprise, which suggests I've taken many thousands of pictures because at the moment, the camera appears to be able to do about 2,500 pictures before you need to change the battery. And a lot of that depends on how much I view pictures after I've taken them. Today, because there's quite some quite specific things to get done, I was viewing the, the screen quite a lot. But I absolutely love it. I shoot with the Z9 as a body, and then I have a think tank bag or waistband with all my lens cases on it. So I carry with me a 70-200, to the Z series 2.8, I carry the 24 to 70 Z series 2.8. I carry the 17 to 24, amazing lens. Uh, again, the Z series 2.8. And I also carry my new lens, the 105, sorry, no, the 85, 85 F 1.8. When eventually they release a 105, I'll get one of those as well, because it's just wonderful, a, a prime lens. Now I'm lucky and I've always worked with one body and multiple lenses in a in a bag or in a waist pack, waist pack. And that's just as well because I couldn't have bought two Z9s. I could only get one of them. And even now, I, I keep bumping into people who can't get hold of them. Um, the thing is, I mean, just beyond good. It is seriously, seriously great. Uh, as are the lenses. And the thing that came out today that I found really, really useful is you can put it into completely silent modes not just a bit silent not a little bit you know make some noises or it, it turns it into a different way of shooting no it just turns the sound off it's great because it means i can stand alongside a videographer and where quite often photographers are penalized because we our cameras make a sound no sound i've got exactly the same capability as a videographer in terms of noise well actually i've got a better capability than a videographer because i've got all of this mirrorless capability that is beyond what he has. Uh, so I spent all day working with it, uh, and at the end of the day, um, fireworks. Now, I love photographing fireworks. I can't say I'm magically gifted at it. I've got a pretty good track record. Um, but in this particular instance, we knew we wanted to both create images of the fireworks but then also images of the bride and groom in front of the fireworks so ben and the team at halo fx who are just magicians pyrotechnic magicians first they set off the fireworks for the main display the thing about a great fireworks designer is it's not just about imagination and what goes with the music but it's about the execution 
And today, when there's almost no crosswind, just enough crosswind to get rid of the smoke, but not a huge amount so that the fireworks would shift around too much in the sky. Today, you really could see how beautifully measured out and accurately placed each and every firework was, both in the way they're set out on the ground and also the way that they are set to the music. So we shot this display and I think with the, there's this beautiful broken sky. So there were clouds in the sky. It was dark, but it wasn't completely dark. So the fireworks have texture behind them, which is just lovely. All of the shots, every shot I've got on the back of my camera just looks great. I'm so excited to use them. And then afterwards, the bride and groom came down and uh, we had, or Bernard, got some additional fireworks available ready for them which are included as part of what they do so that we could stage it and put the bride and groom in front of the fireworks in a, I mean, safely, these are smaller fireworks, and get some really stunning pictures. And even the last picture I took is, so usually fireworks run for quite a long time. Well, it, there was one firework at the end that was a bonus firework. And it was one that was left over from another set. And it's a fan, so it's basically a series of fireworks tubes that fan across the sky. But when Ben hits the button, they go off all at once. So I don't have another go at it. There's no practice run at it. We've no idea quite how high in the sky they're gonna go. And somehow myself and the videographer, Adam, have got to line this lot up and create some footage, or in my case, some pictures, or a picture. And so we lined everything up. I had to use it, it's so dark, I had to use a torch Sean on the bride and groom to pre-focus the camera. Ben counted in three, two, one, go. We hit the button and, and then you hope. I think I used a one second exposure. It's on a tripod, obviously. And then you push play on the back of the camera. And I had half expected there to be no fireworks in the shot because it's just one, it just went bang and it's gone. But no, everything, every single tube fired and every single tube left an orange trail fanning out across the sky behind the couple who were just looking at, gazing into each other's eyes because it was a bonus one. Then of course they don't need to be looking at the fireworks. This is strictly for, uh, to create a picture. And what a glorious way to end a wedding. You can hear it in my voice, I'm hoarse. I've been laughing with people all day. Someone came in the car park, I found two of the, the guys had gone for a cigarette and a wander, probably to sober up, if anything. And uh, <laughs> the, one of the, the one of them, she said, she came up and she said, you know what, she said, I might book you, not for any photography, she said, but just for the entertainment, which I think is a compliment, but I'm not entirely certain. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, it sounds like I've made an impact. Is that, is that good? I don't know if that's good, but it's been a wonderful day, a very full day. Uh, but... I've enjoyed every second of it. Now I need to go find some diesel because uh, we're heading up to North Wales to go see my family for a very long and lovely Easter weekend. So if you fancy a workshop, Google Paul Wilkinson Photography Workshops. You will find them uh, and see if there's any spaces left. If not, if there's no spaces on there, drop us an email and we'll let you know when we're going to run the next set because we are running the next set. Um, I always knew this first set would be a little bit of a test that we could uh, try stuff, uh, work out what works, work out what publicity works, 
So if they're full, don't worry, we're going to do some more. We'd love to see you, though. Uh, there's going to be this one on a uh, week on this Monday, so on the 25th of April 20, 2022. Sorry, 2022. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast in a year's time, you'd missed it. Sorry, 2022. Uh, so Google Paul Wilkinson Photography Workshops. Remember the offers. Um, I do hope you have a wonderful and peaceful break over Easter. Whatever whatever religion, faith, denomination you happen to be a part of, whatever else, it's a long bank holiday and a chance to spend time maybe not working, but spending time with friends and family. And I hope you find that space to do that because at the moment with all of the news and things, of course, everything just feels that little bit more stressful than perhaps it could or should do. But if you can find some space to celebrate, have a little bit of time off, hopefully the weather will be nice, and just chill out with some friends and family, then I hope you manage to do that. Those of you, obviously, it's a, it's a bank holiday weekend. Lots of us will be doing weddings, but I'm not. I did my wedding on, well, it's Good Friday. So I have actually spent a bank holiday working. Uh, but it's been an absolutely beautiful one and worth every second from start to finish. And of course, the icing on the cake for me has been uh, photographing some incredible fireworks of my old friend Ben and the guys at Halo FX. What an absolutely stunning way to end a beautiful day. On that happy note, whatever you are doing this weekend, whether you're working, whether you're simply chilling out with a pint of beer, a glass of wine, or something non-alcoholic. I hope you have a lovely one. And remember, as I'm hunting around for some diesel, I hope I find some. Please do be kind to yourself. Take care.